Thank you, Debbie. Thank you, Christine. Church of the Warm Heart, good morning. Happy New Year. It is a wonderful year. It's so good to see you. Welcome, people of the tundra. Thank you for making it in today. Appreciate you, and thank you to those who helped uh, de-ice outside uh, a little earlier today. We appreciate that. For joining us online, wherever you may be, East Coast, I know we got people. West Coast, we got people. Ships at sea, wherever you are, hello and welcome to all of you as well. We are blessed to have you with us. Today is Communion Sunday. We have the elements out here, uh, so that'll be later on in today's service. All are welcome. If you're out joining us at home, feel free and have your elements ready for, for after the sermon, and we will bless them through the internet uh, for us today. Uh, some of you might be here. Uh, this might be your first time. Hi, welcome. Sign in. Let us know you're here. That's to everyone. In every row and every pew, you will find a red booklet. Uh, feel free. Fill it out. Send it on down the row. That way you get to know folk. Uh, who sit in your general area. You all sit in the same spot, so that's awesome. <laughs> Many years ago at another church, I yelled at the church, said, you all sit in the same spot. And some guy in this back said, so do you. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Maybe you're here because of a New Year's resolution. I'm, you know, we all make resolutions. Uh, this year, we're going to go to church as a family more often, or I'm, we're going we're to try to make it better. And now, it's nice to have uh, a, a buddy to help you do that. So tell you what, if you come, I'll be here. It'll be, it'll, we'll, we'll pair up. Uh, that'll be fine. I wasn't here last week. Uh, thank you, Pastor Jen and everyone else who, who made the service happen. We were in Bend for about four days. Uh, since it happened over a Sunday, it feels like it's been two weeks since I've seen you. Uh, we, we went for the sledding and the snow, and there was no snow. <laughs> uh, so we hit a Sunday, so let's go to church. And uh, so we looked up Bend United Methodist Church, click, 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 just to find out the service times. And that morning, we discovered that they weren't doing a service. They were doing a brunch. Bring your favorite breakfast thing. And they were, we didn't want to be the odd people out like, hi, here. So we, we watched you all online. Uh, Thank you for the shout out and uh, uh, good job, everyone. Ed. We appreciate y'all being here last week for the holiday. Um, I want to end on a, on a, on a uh, fun story. Sometimes I like to say little 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 quips from from ministry happenings. This this made my heart feel glad, so maybe it'll make you feel glad. Um, sometimes when pastors are out of town, we cover for each other. And I was covering for a church a little west of us, about twenty thirty miles. Uh, most case, never, nothing ever happens. It's just only if you know, something big takes place. And I uh, got a phone call saying someone was in the hospital, would like a pastoral call from this church. So I went into, uh, they were in Boise. And I don't think I'm disclosing too much information here, but I walked in and, and he had, he, he, facing stomach cancer. And I hadn't been, he hadn't said anything for two days with all the, all the treatments and everything they were doing. And, and, and I walk in and we, we, I chat with a, with a missus for a bit and, uh, we want to close with a prayer. So uh, I'm standing on one side and she's standing on the other. We're holding his hands and, and, uh, she goes, we're, we, we decided a few days ago, we're going to fight. He's in his eighties. They've been married 60 plus years. And she goes, we decided we're going to fight. And so I lean over and say, and I'll change his name, Gary. Gary, are you a fighter? And he just, no. And, you know, our, oh. and, he, and he kind of leaned me in. He goes, I'm a lover. <laughs> First words he said in three days. <laughs> like, all right. Go with God. So, Gary, if you're watching, what are, you know your name. Uh, I, I hope it's working out for you. So, God bless you. Uh, got one announcement to, to share, and then Lisa's going to give it for us today. Lisa, ooh, you have a book. You're going to read a book. You're going to show a book. Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> Good morning. There's so many of you. It's so nerve-wracking to be up here. Um, anyway, my name is Lisa Grafsma, for those of you who don't know me. And I'm going to be leading a class called The Sandwich Generation. I'm going to be using this book as a guide. And it's basically for people who are currently or going to be caring for your elderly um, moms or dads and also caring for children at home, whether they're little kids, whether they're college kids, or whether they're your grandkids. This is the 
the, the book for you or the class for you. So it's going to start this Wednesday, January 10th from 6.30 to 7.30 in the evening in the FLC. I think it's room number two. It'll go for five weeks. And I know we're going to have a little bit of a situation on January 31st because there's something huge happening. So we might have to push that out a week. But anyway, I invite you to come uh, to my class. And um, that's it. That's all I had. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, Lisa. And it's a class, but more of a fellowship group, and it might grow into something else. We'll see how that goes, but I appreciate you leading that. Let's take a moment, greet those around us in Christian love, and then remain standing for the opening songs.
We are more than conquerors through the one who loved us. We are sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ our Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Please be seated. Unless you're a kiddo, like, you know, fifth grade on down, this is your time in worship before you go off to Sunday school. Come on down. Good to see you. Tampa Bay plays today, I think. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. Come on down there, Mr. Silas. Well, if you look around the sanctuary, do we still have our Christmas stuff up? Yes. Do you think we're just being lazy? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you have Christmas stuff still up at your house? Yes. Yes? yes. Kinda? Yes. Eh. Who still got their tree up? Me. Couple of you. There you go. There you go. Uh, if you're like my mom, that tree goes down Christmas afternoon. She's like, I'm done. I'm done with Christmas. We, we keep it up as long as we can, but it starts to fall down on itself. Like it's, it's, a, it's a live tree. I know. We, we gotta pack, we're going to pack it away tomorrow. Uh, so thank you to the volunteers coming tomorrow to help do that. But we celebrate 12 days of Christmas. Have you ever heard that song? My true love gave to me. Uh, what's, what's Partridge, two, turtle doves, three. Man, they love and, uh, birds here. And four. Caught more birds, and then we get five. Everyone likes that verse. Five golden rings, because we and then we get six. Back to birds, man. They love, they love birds. Birds, 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 birds. Well, we count the. We always think the twelve days are before Christmas. Uh, seven, seven swans a swim. More birds. Crimey, there's a lot of birds. Eight. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I lose it after that. I get to ten lords of leaping. Twelve. Twelve guys uh, uh, shaving, um, six yeah, people driving. Yep, thank you very much. Are you giving these to me? No. It uh, looks like you're giving them to you. It's a very kind gift. Oh, you're, you're just showing them to me. Thank you very much. Awesome. Well, we celebrate 12 days of Christmas after Christmas. It's not before Christmas. It's after. I know. You always think it's before, but it's after. So we celebrate from Christmas to a day called Epiphany. Epiphany. Can you t- tell, your, tell your person next to you, Epiphany. Tell the person next to you, Epiphany. Careful with the spit. It kind of comes out with a, with a P. Epiphany. Epiphany. Here it is. That, uh, uh, a showing. So in our, in our Christmas story, Silas, can I have those if you're going to borrow them? Oop, just keep them down. Thank you. Oop, oop, thank you. I'll, I'll get them right back in a second, okay? Awesome. So Epiphany is when the wise men showed up to find Jesus. One second. Give me one second. One second. I, I'll wash my hands, I promise. I got stuff up there to actually wash my hands. Epiphany is when the wise men came and they showed and they showed the gifts of gold and frankincense. And there's a other, other one. Gold, frankincense, and does anyone know? Myrrh. Just wait, there's myrrh. Yes. Dumb joke, but I do it every year. <laughs> and I tell family, if you don't know what else to bring, bring gold. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Real gold. Fancy gold. Like an ignit or a ring or, I don't know, just a hunk of, hunk of gold. That's kind of cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. My, now, my family, haven't, they haven't taken me up on it yet, but maybe someday. Same day. That'd be a lot of money. So the wise men came at Epiphany. And so when, when Jesus came at Christmas, Mary knew about Jesus. Joseph knew about Jesus. Angels knew about Jesus. Shepherds knew about Jesus. So it's just all kind of right there. But at Epiphany, 12 days later that we celebrate, the whole world gets to know about Jesus. And the wise men came from far, far away to learn about him. 
So that's pretty cool. In some parts of the world, Epiphany, today's Sunday, is more important than Christmas. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, they celebrate Epiphany more than Christmas. We're kind of a Christmas folk around here. Yeah, but it just keeps coming, so that's kind of cool. Well, Jesus is our gift to us, and who we are is our gift back to, back to that little baby. So I pray that, that this year is going to be a good one, and I pray that we continue to grow in love and godliness and in his word. Can you pray with me today? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give thanks for these little ones that as they grow in love and godliness together, that they're big people, that they're parents, that they're families, that this church continues to support them and uh, to learn about the true gift of your son, Jesus. And the family of God said, amen. Thanks for coming down today. We've got Sunday school. Thank you, choir. Today's prayer is going to be a little different, just for today. Can I hear a gasp? This will be a little reflective moment. It goes along with today's scripture and with the theme of the sermon today. In the Psalms, we hear the words, be still and know that I am God. So during this prayer moment, I invite you to be still. Find a comfortable position. And if it's comfortable for you, you can close your eyes. If you'd rather stand up in the back, that's fine too. There's no rules in this. Just allow the person next to you to have the freedom to be as they are and not to bother them with your own way of being still. So take a moment. Relax your neck, shoulders. 
Most of us don't realize that we have tension in them right now. Relax your arms, your hands, and relax your legs and your feet. Just relax. Feel whatever tension you have just melt away. And think about your breathing right now. When we are busy and we're anxious, our breathing, it becomes shallowed and rushed. But deep breaths, they relax us and they center us. Scripture tells us that in the beginning, when God made humanity, God breathed into them the breath of life, the Greek word for spirit. It's the same word for breath. So breathe in the spirit of God. Breathe in and out slowly, deeply. Keeping in mind the same pattern of slow and relaxed and deep breathing. Take some time, just a moment now, and just ruminate on the passage. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a guide unto my path. God of love on this path how are you inviting us to grow in love with ourselves oh God of love on this path how are you inviting us to grow in love for our families whatever our families look like God of love on this path how are you inviting us to grow in love for our community God of love on this path how are you inviting us to follow the way of Jesus able, place your hands just in front of you, palms up. Now imagine all the worry and the stresses and the problems of today are in these hands. Some of your hands feel light. Some of your hands feel heavy and burdensome. Now with the theme of what's going on outside, with your hands, take those problems and, and move as you are and just turn them into a snowball. Make a snowball out of your problems and worries. And like a snowball, just packing your fears and stresses in the shape of a ball with your hands cuffed around these negative feelings. And, and like the coldness of a snowball, we can feel these burdens just send a chill in our spirit. Now I invite you, just slowly rub this imaginary snowball, these, these feelings of inadequacy or insignificance as if you're smoothing out the snowball, but notice that your hands are beginning, the snowball is beginning to shrink as the snow is slowly melting away. Keep rubbing. The burdens you carry, the guilt and shame that we all have slowly dissipates. Maybe the ball is about half in size now. Just be still and know that I am God. Keep rubbing it down till the snowball is gone. Melt it away. You are you. There is nothing wrong with you. You are beloved. Open your hands, palms up again. The fears and the problems no longer fill you, but as we continue to breathe, let us ask God for what it is that you need filled with. 
Maybe it's patience. Maybe it's kindness. Maybe it's for strength or maybe for courage. Nature, both real and spiritual, it horrors a vacuum. So with worries and stress gone, you need to fill your spirit with something else. So in your heart of hearts, take a moment and breathe and ask for what you need today. Thank you, O God, for these moments of stillness. Help us to find time to breathe deeply of your spirit in the days and the weeks ahead. In this new year, help us to make time to listen to your voice. And as one body, we come together as one family to share in the Son's one prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Today's uh, scripture reading comes from the book of Psalm, chapter chapter 119, verses 1 through 3, and verses 97 through 106. Blessed are those whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his statutes and seek him with all their heart. They do no wrong but follow his ways. Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Your commands are always with me and make me wiser than my enemies. I have more insight than all my teachers, for I meditate on your statues. I have more understanding than the elders, for I obey your precepts. I have kept my feet from every evil path so that I might obey your word. I have not departed from your laws, for you yourself have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. I gain understanding from your precepts. Therefore, I hate every wrong path. Your word is a lamp for my feet a light on my path. I have taken an oath and confirmed it, that I will follow your righteous laws. Thank you, Brandy. It was many years ago now, but I remember some of the lessons that I received when I got my pilot's license. I used to fly a little Cessna around, And I had to learn about the four forces that affect a plane. Some of you might know these. You know, wings keep an airplane up in the air. But the four forces help make all this happen. Uh, Forces go up, lift, uh, what what the wings give. Uh, The opposite of that is gravity. (laughs) We all fight gravity going down. Thrust, what makes the plane go this way. Uh, Propeller, rocket, something like that, or jet. And drag is what... makes you not want to go forward. Uh, and when everything is in balance, the plane is, you know, it's, it's fine. It's doing fine. When one of those is greater than the other, it's going to go in that, in that direction. I remember my flight instructor, he took us up to about 8,000 feet, and then he looks over with a, with a smile and he says, we're going to stall this thing. <laughs> Nothing gets your attention like the fact that you're about to like, try to crash a plane on purpose. So what you do is you pull up on the stick, the plane goes up like that, but it gets to a, at a weird angle of attack where the, the air doesn't work around the wings like you're supposed to, and so the lift is gone. And if lift is gone, gravity takes over. And 
you could feel yourself falling out of the sky. And, and I don't like this at all, which is good because that's not how you want to fly a plane. So we're going down. We got 8,000 feet to play with here. Uh, and on the way down, he's just talking normally like, like he does. He says, this is not an ideal way to fly a plane. And he goes on to say, in the century, I'll never forget it, in the century-long battle of metal going hundreds of miles an hour versus soft earth going nowhere, the earth is yet to lose. <laughs> Man, I hate that feeling. But you, the whole point is you got to learn how to get yourself out of this mess. And so you fix the plane so there's airflow. So you actually got to go down a little to, to get the airflow around the wings, and then you can mm, go back up. And uh, you have lift, and that's, I've learned, better than crashing. And my instructor told me, there is no position that you can put this plane that I can't get you out of. If you have enough altitude, you could fix anything. My favorite way of flying is when everything is in balance. Level flight, thrust equals drag, uh, lift equals uh, gravity, everything in balance. This morning's sermon is all about how to find balance. Because some of your lives might feel like they're spiraling out of control. Some of us don't have enough lift in our life. Some of us have that drag that, well, I don't, I don't even want to get up in the morning. I don't have the gumption to face the day. So for these next few months, we're going to be exploring a few classical Christian traditions that have shaped the lives of the faithful over these millennia. For the first month or so, we're going to take a look at inward spiritual disciplines. And then the following month, we'll take a look at outward spiritual disciplines. And in the third month, we'll take a look at disciplines we all do together as a, as a Christian body. The sermon series is called Holy Living. You know, in, in my regular sermons, I might bring up God, I might bring up Jesus, uh, we might ask for the Spirit, but honestly, if I never tell you how to connect those to our personal lives, then maybe I'm missing something as a pastor. So in these weeks ahead, we will take a look at ancient Christian practices still used today to create holy living, how we become disciples, and today's ancient practice is meditation. As if you couldn't get that from the pastoral prayer. Thank you for playing along with that, by the way. Meditation. I hear some of you snoring already. Yeah. Just focus with me just for a few minutes. If you're like me, you might have this idea that meditation is a whole lot of doing nothing. Or doing nothing on purpose. Or trying to empty out your brain so you're like there's nothing of the universe in there. Or maybe you're trying to join the universe in some way. I am the force and the force is with me. I am the force and the force is with me. And, and you block out everything. When I was, and you know, if that's meditation, I, I got better things to do with my time. When I was going through the credentialing process of becoming a pastor... Uh, me and the other ordinands, we had, a, we had a lot of interviews. And at one, they asked me about my ministry because we were active at this church. And I was doing mission trips and church camps and, and, and studies this and, and Wednesday night dinners that. And, and it was go, 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 go. And the chair of my interview team asked, I'm just curious. Could you, from sunrise to sunset... Just sit underneath a tree on a hill and just watch the sun go by and watch the daffodils open up and watch the world do its thing and as the brook goes on down and just be. Can you do that? And I figured the correct answer was yes. But then I added, who would want to do that? Who's got time for that? There's stuff to do. My schedule is full. Worships to plan, people to save, dinners to cook. Who's got time to sit around and watch the flowers open up and the clouds roll by and the birds swings, sing sweetly in the trees and watch the waves come in on the, on the, on the beach as the sun makes its... You know, this sounds kind of nice now. I, I better stop. <laughs> Maybe there is something to this 
meditation thing after all. As the psalmist says, be still and know that I am God. Meditation is not nothingness. It's not about getting rid of everything around you, but it's about connecting. It's about healing. Healing. Meditation. What are the first three letters in meditation? Think of all the words that start with M-E-D. We find words of healing, right? Medical, medicinal, medicate, medication. We also find words of connection. Connection, M-E-D, medium, a way of transferring one from one plane to the next. Medium is the shirt size between small and large. It's been a long time since I've had a medium. (laughs) Medium, smack dab in the middle of something. Uh, The time period for you history buffs, we call it medieval, right? Medieval times. I used to think that it was like medieval, like it was bad, medieval. Medieval, it means the connecting piece between the ancient world and the Renaissance, the medieval period. Some of us like to meddle, get in between people, right? The medulla, medulla oblongata, a portion between the brain and the spinal cord, that little piece right there. You get the idea. If you like breathing, if you like heartbeat, you like the medulla oblongata. Meditation. It's the medium between us and God. Be still and know that I am God. We spent most of our time not in the present. The present is the only place we live, but the, the, what's going on in our brain is not the present. We spend so much of our time thinking about the past, don't we? Thinking about past hurts, thinking about past mistakes, thinking about that past thing I said in a sermon two weeks ago that was probably wrong, that's still on YouTube forever. I've got to check on that. I said Nobel Peace Prize. We only had three. Three in the last couple of days. We've had 18. I had to double check it. Some people say I'd exaggerated. I was just wrong. Uh, I had to check my source. But uh, I might have been struck like the last two weeks. Ah, stupid, 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 stupid. We think about the past too much. And we don't think about what's going on right now. Or we think about the future way too much. It's nice to plan. But, you know, you're up at night. You've got this brain that's just clicking. And 90% of what you're worried about ain't going to happen anyway. But yet, that's where we live, isn't it? Remember the name that God gave to Moses at the burning bush? Moses says, God, what's your... He didn't say God. What's, what name should I say sent me? And, and you remember it, the, the, the burning bush, God said, my name is... I am. I am. Present tense. Not I was. Not I will be. If you spend your whole life thinking about the past, you're not going to find God there. He's I am. If you spend all your time thinking about the future, he's not there. He will be just later. I am. So how do you do this meditation thing? It's not like the movies. It's not a certain posture. It's not chanting something. It's not that. It's just focus. It's the ability to to just be still and listen for God's voice. It's that simple. I wish I could make it more complicated for people who like to complicate things. But there's no there's no hidden secrets. There's no secret mantras. There's no mysteries. There's no mental gymnastics. The truth of the matter is that this great God of the universe. The creator of all things desires to be with you. He loves you. Think about him. Ruminate on him. Meditate on him. Be still. You could take a passage of scripture and just chew on it for a week. You can pause each morning before you go. I got a friend of mine who does this. When he gets up in the morning, 
Gets, he leaves his house. He, he goes, walks to his car. He leaves his car's outside. And he pauses at this tree and he just touches the tree. And he's like, all the worries of home, I'm going to leave right here. And goes off to work. Does his work thing. When he comes home, pauses at the tree. All the worries of work, I'm going to leave right here. I'll pick them back up again in the morning. But wherever you are, just be there. How many times if I'm at work, I'm thinking about stuff at home? How many times I'm at home thinking about stuff at work? Wherever you are, just be there. At that moment. Be fully present. Turn off the world around you for a little bit and just be. When you're chewing on your lunch, don't just stuff your face, but just enjoy each moment. You got that gift of taste, right? Just each moment. Enjoy it. You eat a lot slower if you think about it. I've discovered that. I got NFL football today. I'm looking forward to it. Pause for a moment and just, this is good or something else. But, But just think about it. Turn off everything for the house for a moment and just listen to the silence and notice how loud everything is in your house. You got the hum of two TVs, the hum of the lights, the water dripping in the sink. Our refrigerator makes a lot more noise when everything's off. Just take a moment and be. The great heroes of the faith, they had their meditative moments. Elijah had his, and you go on through. Um, I was going to read to the kids, but I, I, I forgot because I wasn't meditating on it. Uh, Genesis chapter 24, Isaac went off to meditate in a field before, before finding his wife. Just meditate, be. Just one example, but I got to get to communion, but one example. Um, next Monday is Martin Luther King Jr. Day, right? Is that next Monday? Not tomorrow, but the following. One of my favorite works of his, his required reading in both high school and college for us, uh, was Letter From Somewhere, Letter From Birmingham Jail. It is the text for the civil rights movement. He wrote it on a newspaper, because that's all he had in the, in the, in the jail. He, he got arrested for doing marching, of course. And uh, in a, little bit, a couple sheets of paper that his uh, lawyer gave him, and he just sat there and wrote it out. And it was published in the New York Post against his will, against his permission. Uh, the Century Christian and the Atlantic Monthly did it. The Times was supposed to publish it, but they passed on it at the last moment. But it's now classic reading. So here's the rub. He never would have written it without being jailed. And you think, well, duh, it's a letter from jail. It says so in the, in the title. I'm missing the point. He was always fighting, boycotting, marching, preaching, speaking, going here, going there, doing this, doing that. And then he got locked up. And all he could do was be and think and sit and write. When, when you're alone with yourself for a moment or for hours or for days, things become clear and focused. And he was able to write one of the best essays in American history. He would not have done it without being jailed. <laughs> he was forced to just slow down and be. Be still and know that I am God. I pray. I pray that you find time to just be this week. Find a time to collect your thoughts and meditate on who you are today, just in this moment. And connect with the one who made you. God, what do you want from me in 2024? Think about it like this, going back to an earlier metaphor. There is no position that you can put yourself in that God can't get you out of. It might not be what you like or not what you expect. But when you connect with God... Whatever happens is going to be okay. There's life after divorce. There's life after bankruptcy. There's life after the loss of a loved one. And you're going to be okay. Even if you're the one with the life scare right now, it's going to be okay. 
There's life on this side. There's life on the other side. Be still and know that I am God. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And the family of God said, Amen. I invite those who are helping to just come up and and, uh, stand here while we bless the elements. If you're at home, now's the time to get your elements out. Jesus had a meal. It was the Passover meal, a celebration that the Jews have had for over a thousand years before his time. And they talk about the past and they talk about the future, but just for a moment, they're there together, caring for each other, loving each other. Hopefully you do that at your meals too. During the meal, Jesus took the bread. And he gave thanks and he, and he broke it. And he said, take and eat, all of you. This is my body shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. And after the meal, he poured out the fruit of the cup, fruit of the vine, and he said, take and drink, all of you. For the forgiveness of sins, do this in my name. In a moment, we will be ready.
again. As able, let's stand for our doxology and prayer. As we bring our gifts to be dedicated this morning, we pray that you might open our ears, open our hearts to hear where you call us and respond with trust and courage so that we find healing in our lives, our families, and our world. May these gifts bring healing to your creation. In Christ we pray. Amen. Our closing hymn, Be Still, My Soul. just right side these doors right across the building to our family life center it is birthday sunday anybody have january birthdays january it's got to be a couple of you according to the odds happy birthday to you you have a special table and, and treat over there as well may the lord bless you keep you may the lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you that as we celebrate this new year may god's love Blessings and peace go with you all. Amen.